Welcome to Steadfast Cast, a weekly podcast of industry knowledge and insights from business leaders of BNI Steadfast in Singapore. This week, I have two very special guests from very special trades, Nigel and Ming Kiang. Thank you both so much for your time. Please tell our listeners a little bit more about yourselves. Hi everyone, my name is Nigel. I'm a professional magician. I typically perform for corporate audiences, family audiences, as well as weddings. So I've been doing magic professionally since 2012 and well, slightly more than 10 years as a hobby. Wow, that's magical quite a bit. And of course, Meng Kiang. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Meng Kiang, uh, also known as MK. Uh, I'm a PE teacher by profession, um, but, uh, but I'm also an adventurer. Lah. So um, many years ago, I started on my journey to do uh, use adventure to deliver learning outcomes for schools and for corporate clients. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's it. So uh, the two guests we have, one magician and one adventurer, very, very fascinating. And that actually starts our entire uh, conversation here because I'm going to throw you guys into the deep end because some people look at the things that you do and they go, well, sounds very interesting, but not very important. So what would you say to people who say things like that? Maybe you start with Nigel. Sure. So <clears throat> why would people spend time and money watching magic, right? Now, in fact, uh, to, to somebody who would ask me a question like this, I would ask them, mm-hmm. I would answer with another question. And that is, would it be worth investing time and money to watch a movie or a show? So all these uh, you know, different forms of media, whether it's movies, theater shows, uh, television shows, the, the point of watching all this is to evoke emotions. You know, it's, it, we watch a, a love drama for uh, perhaps mm-hmm. reliving those romantic feelings, right? Because we, perhaps we, could, we can no longer relieve those, uh, those emotions. Mm-hmm. So of course, movies and shows can evoke a, a greater variety of emotions. Uh, than magic, but magic is all about evoking wonder, amazement, sometimes shock and surprise as well. Mm. And when it comes to magic, magic can really evoke some emotions that uh, will not be able to you won't be able to express, you won't be able to experience, sorry, as much in other forms of media, for example, movies. Because in movies, when you're watching them, you know, oh, it's not real. Mm. But when it comes to magic, you witness something entirely impossible. And there's really no other explanation. And that is when you question your beliefs and you feel that visceral sense of astonishment. That is something that cannot be experienced in any other art form or media out there. Mm. Visceral sense of astonishment. Wow, that's, a, that's quite a phrase. Uh, MK, do you agree? Yeah, and, uh, definitely. Um, I, I think in terms of um, the current environment in education and uh, upbringing for children, uh, even for adults per se, um, value-centric is more important than anything else uh, in, in the current en- uh, environment. La. Value-centric. So, uh, is it right to say that um, you know, people should invest in, I guess, you know, spending time doing adventure because of you know, the values that they will be learning? Oh, yeah, of course. I think where adventure is concerned is not, is, is more than just values. It's also about practical life skills. You need to actually think through in terms of resources, resourcefulness, risk management, 
planning ahead, um, plan your itinerary, plan your um, plan your logistics well and all that, everything uh, before you can uh, before you can actually partake in an adventure journey uh, or mm. else you become a misadventure. There's a lot of life skills and planning involved um, in terms of um, planning for your own adventure. So I think that's very important. Lah. I see. Okay, so I guess, you know, uh, for, for both of your, your, your traits, uh, there are some similarities, I guess. Uh, Nigel, I know you do some uh, courses as well for kids. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's right. Yeah, so um, what are some of the things that, you know, kids can experience that, you know, uh, is it something that people should try to experience as well? Right. So if we're talking about the classes for kids, then it's a matter of life life values already. Say for example, the, the one I like to focus on the most is respect. And magic it can actually be used, to, uh, used as a tool to teach respect. And now, a lot of times when people, when magicians perform magic, there are a lot of audience members who inherently you know, think, ah, that's not real. And they, you know, they try to uh, figure out the magic. Mm. So it is the very nature of some people to try to go against the magician. Mm. And this forces the magician to adapt, to learn to deal with this kind of situations. So if a magician is stuck up, a show of mm. arrogant, mm-hmm. it is more likely that the audience is uh, going to turn on the magician, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why it's very important for kids when learning the magic, they are taught the importance of respecting the audience, being humble, mm. giving credit to the audience whenever. So in that sense, uh, social skills, life skills, and uh, respect mm. is taught to the kids. I see. Right. I mean, these are actually very, very important lessons uh, that you know everyone should be learning these days. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, speaking of these days, uh, everything is becoming increasingly virtual, right? So, um, how would you uh, say that, you know, how does magic or adventure have any relevance in today's increasingly virtual realities? Maybe uh, MK, you could share, you know, how, uh, why you think, you know, adventure has more relevance now than ever. It is something that I think as educators and as um, parents, uh, you, you don't want to have the child or kid to be always stuck behind the desktop which is why you see an increased, um, increased number of people who are out in the park, uh, especially at Bukit Timah, Marichi Trail, uh, uh, Sungai Bulo, Kanji Marsh. You are seeing an increasing trend of parents who are no longer just happy to bring them to the shopping malls um, to shop. Yeah. But actually, uh, a weekend activity of even kayaking and, 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 and looking, at, looking at birds and... and Enjoying, enjoying the greenery, doing picnics and, and such activities are slowly creeping into the family's um, itinerary of activities to do. As much right. as the parents are bringing their children out to the walks and all that stuff, um, there are certain etiquette, certain values that we want to adhere to. For example, mm-hmm. you, you don't walk off track. You don't litter. Um, whenever we walk past, meet a fellow tracker, try to say hi and, and, and give way to one. Yeah. And, and, and recently, there's a, even a storm, uh, there's even a, a post on Mothership that a family of four, you know, mm-hmm. getting their tongs and then were picking litters at Pasri's Park as a form mm-hmm. of activity to, to actually um, uh, to, to make Singapore clean as on, on a voluntary basis. And at the same time, they are doing their, 
their activity, their their picnic in the park. I think these these are wonderful examples how how uh, the the society can actually uh, improve on uh, when when we have such um, alternative activities that wasn't common in the past prior to COVID situation. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think uh, I think that is that is quite inspiring to hear as well. Right, and uh, Nigel. Sure. So, yeah, now, in fact, uh, magic has already been hugely affected by the rapid growth, you know, by globalization, increase in number of virtual mediums. Because, you know, magic is something that really relies on secrecy. There has been, you know, uh, a lot more exposure of magic in recent uh, 20 years or so. Your secrets get revealed. Especially now. Yeah, precisely, right. And, you know, and this happens a lot on YouTube, you know, TikTok, social media as well. A lot of uh, so-called magicians, they expose secrets to get views and all. And that mm-hmm. is a big problem for magic. Uh, however, this has also forced a lot of magicians to innovate and adapt to, to make magic more relevant because now that a lot of secrets are revealed, the magic that magicians perform have to be more deceptive, more fooling. So there has to be more layers of concealment and deception. And that actually makes magic better. So, uh, say, say modern magicians, Shin Lin, uh, these were actually magicians who were affected by you know, such relations of uh, magic secrets and they were forced to really come out with magic that's so much better than you know, what it was, uh, say, a century ago. But mm. what about virtually? So the thing is, uh, I've asked myself, and a lot of magicians have asked ourselves, what is the difference between watching a virtual magic show versus watching a magic performance on YouTube, right? So, in fact, a lot of us, so myself included, we have tried to come up with ways of interacting with audiences across the screens. So, this is a little project I'm working on. Soon, I'll be launching a virtual show with a small group of audience members over Zoom where we get to interact and the magic can happen right in their hands at home from across the screen as well. All right, sounds interesting. Um, what advice would you give to others like you in such niche industries in keeping this kind of magic of niche businesses like yours alive, not just now, but for many years to come? So I'm going to say something a little, a little contradictory, and that is adapt, but stay the course at the same time. So of course now, you know, we're, we're a lot of businesses, we're always saying, oh, we got to adapt, you know, perhaps traditional brick and mortar shops should move online, you know, to do e-commerce instead. You know, that's the adaptation part of it. But at the same time, I believe, oh, of course it's very case by case, right? But some of us should really stay the course and maintain our, our original vision. <clears throat> a great magic teacher who's already passed away, Eugene Berger, he used to say, in order to find new material, all we have to do is visit old books because it is the old books that a lot of people have forgotten about that all the gems were you know all those the accumulation of many years of knowledge you know it, it's just uh, forgotten by keeping all these traditional visions or original visions that we have they might actually become something new in the future say for example snail mail right uh, 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 postcard now if we send an e-card to somebody via email now it means nothing much. But if somebody gets a postcard, especially a handwritten postcard in the mail now, wow, wow. That, that means something, right? So say for example, perhaps 30 years ago, right? A, a physical postcard would mean nothing. But now it's the complete opposite. 
And that is why I believe, say for example, in the case of Mega, a lot of magicians are moving online, but I believe that physical face-to-face performances are still are still important and that is what I mean by stay the course keep that keep some of that uh, there adapt if we, if we have to but keep some of that mm. thing that we do already yeah I absolutely agree with that MK very similar to what um, uh, Nigel is saying uh, like 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 you, you could have correctly identified both magic and adventure learning is a very niche um, uh, programs and then business um, but I just like to give advice to those who are stepping who are in this industry, you know, to to really um, think back. Um, why are you doing what you are doing? It's, it's important to know that um, where adventure learning is concerned, um, it is it is something that is so impactful and so so important in terms of their experiential learning. Because all human beings, we learn through experience. It's the rawest form of learning for any human being you have. When you are learning walking, when you are, you are learning to talk, when you are learning to speak, everything is through your experience and through your environment. So the experience part is actually where it is the most rawest form of learning for a human being. And I think um, what you can learn through uh, your adventure is, is something that um, nobody can take that away from you. Yeah. So 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 with with that in mind, uh, any any consultants or any trainer or instructor who are in this industry, um, do stay the course, like what Nigel said. You know, um, to to really stay true to your your original intention of um starting of starting this journey as a a adventure or adventure. Yeah. Right. Thank you, MK, and thank you, Nigel, so much for those uh, inspiring uh, messages. I mean, I absolutely agree. And uh, if I could have one takeaway from your sharings uh, this evening, is that uh, even though you are very niche, you shouldn't dismiss uh, magician or adventure or these niche industries like that because the value you get out of it can be very, very uh, useful in everyday life. So um, with that, uh, Nigel, thank you so much for your time. Uh, MK, thank, thank you so much me. also for sharing. And um, yeah. Thank you. Our, our honor. Thanks for hosting. <laughs>